0: Welcome to another episode of The Deep Dive. This is a bonus episode, first of this kind. Uh, my name is Brad, joined uh, by our creative director, worship leader, Caleb Carlson. Yes. We're going to talk a little bit about some worship and uh, some music and its place uh, in the life of a church. Um, yeah. It's place even kind of with, um, yeah, how people understand faith and theology. And um, we're going to start with a song that's is a little bit uh, abstract. Yeah. In a couple spaces. Um, first off, I'm going to get off of my cord. Oh, there, there you go. go. <laughs> and my kids are actually in the room too, so they're yeah. off. They're watching a show. So What's you up, might, kids. Yeah, you might hear from them uh, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but anyway, in this kind of these bonus episodes, what we're going to be doing <laughs> is, yeah, just doing that. We're going to be looking at the music that we sing. Um, or to say it a little bit differently, the theology that we sing. Yes. Uh, Because, I I don't know, for a lot of reasons, um, and probably for a long time, not just, you know, it's not like it's just a, you know, 21st century thing, um, the church sings its theology. The way we're primarily shaped, there's a reason that uh, for education, for kids, um, we put stuff to music. Uh, It helps us remember, it helps us be shaped by, and um, that's, you know, like even as adults, like, that's not any different for us. So, uh, Caleb, before we really dive in, um, would love to your background. Um, yeah. how long have you been at Calvary? How'd sure. you get to where, uh, you currently are? Yeah.
1: So, um, I started coming around Calvary, uh, when I was like 16 years old and it was like my sophomore year of high school was leading worship back in the warehouse on Sunday mornings, twice a month. Shout out. Yeah. That's back in your uh, your yeah, era, my era, and B Bennett, another shout out there. But uh, was volunteering with Bo and Aaron and those guys, and you know, just really getting involved here at Calvary. Went away to college, went to Greenville mm-hmm. College at the time, now mm-hmm. Greenville University. Did they change um, your diploma for you? They did not, mm. but I was the last graduating class of Greenville College. Hey, that's worth something. It's got to be <laughs> all my like, you know. Merch like my Greenville merch yeah, yeah. says college, yeah. so it can be like vintage. V- vintage, someday. yes. But I mean, I started here literally two days after graduation, and uh, been here ever since. That's been five and a half years, five five years and a couple months. In some ways, that feels
0: short. And yeah. In other ways, it feels
1: long. It's that time frame yeah. where it like it has both both of those effects. So, and that's how I got here. Married my wife, like, right uh, mm-hmm. right after I started here. I, like, I graduated on a Sunday. I started here on a Tuesday. I, I led worship here that weekend, and the next weekend I got married. So it was, like, two that's weeks busy, of just chaos. That was a busy month. But it was great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, man, that's, that's where I come from. That's yeah. how I got here. Yeah, and you've been, I mean, I assume musical yeah. your whole life. Like, music has been a, a shaping yeah part of your story both my parents were like
1: on the praise team growing Mm -hmm. up and I was like the youngest of three and there was a decent age range like Mm -hmm. between me and my middle brother Mm -hmm. and so like I was definitely just I went everywhere with my parents they like didn't necessarily get babysitters a ton I was a pretty well-behaved kid so Mm -hmm. like I mean honestly like your kiddos like just being able to sit here like Mm -hmm. that's how I was and so like I was at every worship team rehearsal my dad like would sing and play bass. My mom would sing. And so like, I sang my first solo in church when I was three, my dad like held me in front of the, in front of the podium, mm-hmm. where there was like a podium mic. Yeah. And I sang, I love you, Lord. And I think I've actually told this story mm-hmm. in church before. Mm-hmm. Do you know this one? Yeah. yeah so yeah. the lyrics are take joy, my King and mm-hmm. what you hear mm-hmm. Maybe be a sweet sound. And As a kid, three years old, I would sing, take joy, I'm king. Mm. And it just like totally like, it was one of those like cute kid things that you're like, I'm not correcting that because that's cute. Yeah. But then my parents like thought it'd be good to correct that before I sang it in front of 300 people. Yeah, at some point you
0: need to not be telling everybody that you're king.
1: Yeah, it's pretty heretical. So (laughs) Uh, yeah, so that's like, that's truly the the genesis
0: of Mm. where we're at today. So. Mm. That's awesome, yeah, um I know you know caleb in, in just having different conversations with you uh, like the way music instructs the people of God mm-hmm. is like like a small passion for you, yeah, uh maybe not too small actually yeah
1: it's pretty it's pretty
0: significant um, yeah. the number of times that you uh kind of talk about was it is it Colossians the yeah. uh, Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs? Yeah, like it's in you Ephesians too. Unpack that a little bit.
1: That's the only place in the New Testament where worship through song is mentioned. Hmm. The only place, and so and both times, both in Ephesians and Colossians, it uses that same songs, hymns, and spirituals. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of different theological sure. breakdowns of that, and uh, things that I studied in college. I should probably mention when I was at Greenville, there was a worship arts track. Like mm-hmm. that's what my like bachelor's degrees in Mm -hmm. i also have a sociology degree but that was kind of tagged on but like in our study like this is something we looked at and you know there's different things like there's there's almost like trees that they Mm -hmm. uh, associate it with so like there's like redwood trees there's fruit trees and then there's trees like growing out of cliffs Hmm. that's like psalms hymns and spirituals like psalms are like seasonal Hmm. hymns are like very like rooted and like theological and spirituals are just like sporadic.
0: Hmm. So does that make sense where there's the
1: fruit tree that's seasonal, there's the redwood that's like deeply rooted. Uh And then there's the, there's the uh, tree like sprouting from a cliff Uh that's just sporadic. Then there's some that's like um, in a similar, that's just kind of a word picture for it. But then in a similar way, like they would explain it as hymns aren't just the songs in that book at your grandma's church Uh hymns are something that are just deeply theological Uh of the gospel and just the flow of the gospel, you know, from creation to eschaton, like, and, and the fact that Jesus saves, you know, Uh but then a Psalm would be more like, um, a seasonal, like response to that, you know, like some folks would maybe coin as like a praise song, you know, or a chorus or whatever. Um, And then some people consider spirituals like spontaneous songs Mm -hmm. and that doesn't, you know, obviously that's a whole thing we could dive into. That's probably another different bonus episode. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's important to me to have diversity in the type of song we're singing. Cause when we see worship through song talked about in the new Testament, it's clearly diverse. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's both times. And Mm so, and because it said, the same way both times, it's like, it's got to be significant.
0: It seems like there's a formula there, or yeah. maybe not formula, but at least an understood, like there's understood meaning that that Paul shares with his audience um, to where they understand even maybe the breakdown. For because sure, he, you know he doesn't just say, "Hey, when you sing songs or when you sing worship songs," like there are there's a level of specificity. Right. Um,
1: yeah, he may have unpacked that for them. Yeah.
0: Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Um, anyway, that's great. I yeah. I do think that. Uh, when I was in seminary, I had a, a class on uh, psalms uh, specifically. Mm. And the kind of the, the foundational question that the professor would would ask us or we would ask him like for every, every psalm that we would be you know translating and interpreting, what shaping effect would singing this in a corporate setting mm. have on the people of God? Sure. And I think that's a question that I want us to keep at the forefront of these conversations as we, um, just so, you know, you know, as you're listening, our, our goal here is to highlight different songs that we sing. Shout out to my kids, <laughs> uh, if you heard the cough there. Um, shout, uh, as we highlight different songs yeah. that we sing on a semi-regular basis, um, what we want to do is we want to talk through the, the theology. Um, like, sure. What what is this song communicating about about God? How I'm, what what can I learn about myself and what it means to respond to a particular attribute or truth or yes situation? Um,
1: and can we like say like the reason this is important? Go for can it. Can we talk about that real quick go before we get into yeah, this? Yeah, like go for it. so, there's this Latin phrase, lex orandi, lex credendi. Have you heard this? Mm, no. Yeah, lex orandi,
0: lex credendi. I love language though, so that's
1: yeah. And Kaken and then there's an extension of it, Lex Vivendi. Hmm. And what that stands for is like the law of what is prayed, law of what is believed, and the law of what is lived. Hmm. And so like what this means is like you sing your theology.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And like belief uh a- a- and prayer are are integral to each other. Hmm. Um It's like what we do isn't distinct and like separate from our theology, Mm -hmm. but it's all the same. Mm -hmm. So even like the mediums that we use say something about what we're saying. Like, I Mm -hmm. think the perfect example of this is like bar church. Yeah. That's the best. I mean, like, that's the best, like modern example of this. Mm -hmm. The medium is the message. You're saying something by saying we're gathering in a bar for church. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. What's your... Well, nobody's wondering what the vision and mission of that church is. Yeah. And if they are like, we need to help them with just yeah. like, you know, breaking down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to have it written anywhere. Come as you are. Right. For a church that meets that's probably their bar. motto, right? Yeah.
1: That's probably their vision. Yeah. And so like that, like, like that's kind of a rabbit trail of what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but like, I think it's all connected like, what we do matters, how we do it matters, because it's not distinct from our theology.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really good. I have a friend that uh, I was an undergrad with, and he, um, he, he actually just wrote a book. It was released. It's called Fruitful Theology. And, and his premise is that the, the practice of reading, understanding, learning, studying theology um, should produce a joy. Mm. Uh, in, the, the, in the person. And if it's not, then it's, it's probably not, you probably haven't had a true experience yeah. with, with theology. Sure. And I, I think maybe in a similar context, like the, the songs that we sing, the lyrics and the words matter, because meaning matters. Yes. Um, the, the attitude and the heart of the person who is singing it matters. The space in which the song is being sung matters like all of that and none of that can be fully separated from yeah from any of the it others it cannot be
1: yeah yeah so i'm sorry i derailed that no, a little bit you that's were getting great. into that we're going to be unpacking different songs yeah, so
0: kind of the goal in this is to unpack different songs that we sing on a somewhat maybe a regular basis yeah. um specifically but even songs that we maybe don't sing super regularly but they have um an obscure line or, or maybe there it's a song that's like all over the radio and you're hearing it and we're like, Hey, this is, this is a good song. We're not going to sing it in a corporate setting, but maybe we want to talk about it a little bit because the practice of talking about it is a good, um, it's good. So the song for this, you ready to go there? Yeah, let's do it. So the song we're going with, uh, for this one, we've got, I don't know, about 15 minutes, maybe yeah. maybe we'll go five minutes, maybe we'll go 15, we yeah. We'll see. Uh, the song we're going to highlight <laughs> first is Honey in the Rock. Yes. Man, I'm loving this song.
1: Brooke Ligertwood, Ligertwood, I don't know how you say that. Her name okay. used to be Frazier, Brooke Frazier, then okay. she got married. It was way easier before.
0: Yeah, 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 she just shouldn't have got married. <laughs> but she's like, <laughs> uh, like, she
1: writes a lot of stuff that okay. churches sing. Okay, Like she's on, you know, she's written a lot of things. Which is always
0: an interesting experience for me when the song is done at church and you have like the, uh, the CCLI, you know, the copyright information that pops up there Yeah, and like you see names and sometimes like it doesn't mean anything unless you know, okay, this person is associated with this church or this band or whatever. Yes. Um, Anyway, that's always a, a fascinating little like spot. Do you ever get asked about that?
1: Some people ask me like. No, I, I, short answer, no, but I get asked when, like, sometimes something happens and it doesn't end up going up, mm. and somebody's like, hey, the, the credits, like, didn't run for that, and I was wondering what the song was, and Can it's you, like, oh, people.
0: Yeah, well, let's take just a, a really quick detour. Like, why do we put that up there? At the yeah, end of the you song?
1: have to, so we have to report as a church. Mm-hmm. We pay for a license. Um, It's a yearly thing. It's mm-hmm. almost like a su- subscription license. Mm-hmm. Um, to have the rights to use songs that are not just public domain Mm -hmm. and we have to report like to CCLI Christian, uh, or Christian copywriting. I forget what it stands for. Licensing. Licensing Christian, contemporary Christian music.
0: Contemporary Christian licensing. Something like that. Institute. It doesn't matter. I do, we
1: do the reporting, so we, we don't have to know the,
0: yeah, we do the thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, we so that way the writers. I mean, that's it's their livelihood. Uh-huh. It's their ministry, but it's yeah. their livelihood. I mean, it's just like you and I serve in a local church.
0: Well, it's it's you know when Paul speaks, uh, you know, a couple different places in the New Testament talks about um, you know ministers ne- you know being paid for the work that they do. Yeah. and well, he didn't always accept it. Like he's basically saying, hey, listen. Pay the people that yeah. are doing the work let's take care because, of like, they're doing it. You know, yes. to the Lord, let's take care of them and for sure. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, those go up there because we're required to do that legally under the licensing that mm-hmm. we have, mm-hmm. um, and then we report that so that they can hmm. receive, you know, their payment for yeah. having written these yeah. songs. And hmm. so, yeah, that's cool. that's what that's for. But so, honey in the rock, honey in the rock. So it's a fairly new song. It's mm-hmm. about. I mean, it's like eight, nine months old. I mean, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not not old. Yeah, and you know the the. It's just the one line, really.
0: Yeah. So before we get to the to the line, yeah. which is also the title. Yeah. <laughs> of the song, um, I think that w- what I enjoy most about this song, or at least the way that we play it here. I, I assume that the way we play it here is
1: it's like the record. Is yeah. like the yeah. the, you
0: know, the original recording. Um it has a it has I don't even know. You're the music guy, so maybe you can, you know, put words in my mouth for this, <laughs> but there's a there's a vibe to it that is just yeah. different than other songs that I feel like we often sing.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean it has a very rootsy whoops, sorry. It has a very rootsy Potentially country vibes. Yeah, there's like a,
0: like, not really a twang, but like, uh, there's something there that makes me want to move a little bit. It's
1: the syncopation of the chord progression. So, when you say syncopation, so the rhythm Mm -hmm. in some way, you know, it's not just like straightforward one, two, three, four. It's like one, two, and three. It Mm -hmm. like has all these like upbeats and stuff. So, um, it has that like nice rhythmic flair to it. Mm-hmm. um that's different than just like something straightforward um it also has like coming out of the bridge you know, it's like i have all that i need you mm-hmm. are all that i need yeah.
0: right there we'll let you do that it Does, I will not do that. yeah
1: yeah right there it plays like a chord it's it's like a flat set for all you musicians it plays a flat seven there mm-hmm. and that's not like usually within the like realm of options for chords in just like a straightforward mm-hmm. ccm song And so it just gives it this nice, like, and that is a very, like, um, rootsy country type Uh thing, Americana, type, Uh you know? And so, like, that's why it has that feel. Uh Um, It's kind of a bluesy thing, too. Uh So, but it just depends on the application of it, you know? It has a B3 organ that's really prominent, Uh which is why it probably has some of that, like,
0: yeah, like country. that tone, Mm -hmm. quality to it. Yeah. So I, I like it. It's, it's very pleasing to yeah. listen to.
1: Well, and one of my points, like one note I had written down is like, we can't pass that up. Yeah. Like we can't pass up that it's catchy. Yeah. That's not bad. That's actually really good. I mean, if you think about like, let's say there's somebody walking in here that like is hearing this song and they're like, this isn't just the typical straightforward CCM song that I'm used uh-huh. to hearing in churches. Uh-huh. Like, then you just like, you all of a sudden have like gotten someone to realize, like, like, like they get sucked into the just yeah. musicality of the song. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're sucked into the reality that there's a larger narrative and it has to do with provision mm-hmm. for you and for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to be said too about um, our, um, man, this is going in a direction I wasn't gonna was even think to take it, but like the whole act of like creation and mm-hmm. like the fact that we get to participate in that, yeah is like is powerful, yeah um and like the the fact that there mm-hmm. is music that is of like worship music, I think should be of good quality totally, so absolutely yep. I mean it's after the heart of the creator, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, so "Honey in the Rock." Um, it comes from. I mean, I, there's there's only like two. Yeah. Explicit and one abstract. and one quotes the other. Like so, it's <laughs> it's really just one. Um, yeah. This song, like as a whole, uh, speaks to the way God provides for His people. Yes. And so I want to read from uh, Psalm eighty-one, and then. Uh, Deuteronomy 32. So, Psalm 81, I I believe, is quoting uh, Deuteronomy 32. Um, Psalm 81, But he would feed you with the finest of the wheat, and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. So, that's part of a... Um, this is kind of the cool connection is the Psalms were the, the hymn book of Israel. It was the hymn book of the people of God. They would sing these songs in corporate worship settings. Yes. They would sing these songs uh, in in different settings. Sometimes they were going up to the temple and they would, as they were going up the mountain, they'd be singing these songs. They were, you know, there's a specific context for it. Um, I'm sure they would sing these songs while they were out in the field working. Yes. And um, they would teach these songs to uh, their kids. But Deuteronomy 32, uh, is, which is the song of Moses, Yeah. Um, and the line specifically, he made him ride on the high places of the land, and he ate the produce of the field, and he suckled him with the honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. Um, so there, it's a very specific um, thing that's not even documented, like the original right. event isn't right, documented right. in scripture. The, the remembering of yeah. the event in song form yes. is.
1: So that's where, I mean, that's where our like interpretation of scripture mm-hmm. and our understanding of setting in context, context, and I think literally geography mm-hmm. and like, what's, what's the like study of plants?
0: Like, um, come I, on. I mean, in Harry Potter, it's her, <laughs> herbology. So it like, sounds but, good though, too. for
1: So check this out. So like, so in the, and I heard this from a friend of mine, but like. In the Middle East, there's not much foliage. Uh-huh. It's pretty desolate uh-huh. And so bees are not very prominent because uh-huh. they don't have anything to to pollinate. and so uh-huh. they actually create their hives uh-huh. in the crevices of rock. Wow and so when when like let's say the Israelites are traveling in the wilderness. Or just traveling in general. They're not looking for plants to find honey or to find sustenance. Uh-huh. There's not any. Huh. They're looking in the crevices of rock to try to find sustenance. They're tra- they're looking in the least expected place. Hmm. And what's crazy is, it, like you were saying, back to original creation,
0: hmm.
1: it was created that way. Yeah. So that someday they might find sustenance in the least expected place. Mm. Really
0: powerful. That's really good. And and if and if that's not enough, right? The next line: water in the stone. Right. Which you know, if you've familiar with the story of the Israelites wandering in the wilderness, like literally, God provides water for them out of out of the rock. The rock. Out of the stone. And then manna, manna on, the on the ground. ground. Yeah. So again, the, the Israelites wandering in the wilderness, there's manna that God sends every every morning. Which is a bird. Uh, the manna is, no, like, the manna is, is the, like a bread. The bread. And sorry. then there's the quail that, yes, sorry. Um, that they would get their meat. But but again, like all three of these things, these images, like God's provision for his people, yes. even when they're wandering, even when they're far from home, yeah. when they uh, they don't have their normal... like farming, uh, you know, their farms or uh, even the space where they're familiar with the livestock where they're able to hunt, like God is still providing for them, right? No matter where they go, Mm -hmm. which is just a powerful thing. And then for, so for us then, like the shaping effect, like, you know, we're taking these Old Testament stories um, that aren't even specifically referenced in the the song. Um, Yeah. What, what shaping effect then does this have or should this have on the people singing it? Hmm.
1: Well, I mean, man, we could take a lot of angles on that. Mm-hmm. I do think of the bridge where it says, "I have all that I need. Mm-hmm. You are all that I need." It says it way better than that though, because it's a really nice melody
0: there. Well, and poorly, I keep looking, <laughs> I keep finding. You keep, you keep giving, giving, keep, keep, keep providing. providing. I
1: have all that I need. Mm-hmm. I keep praying, right? Mm-hmm. I keep praying. You, you keep, keep moving. moving. I keep praising, praising. You keep proving. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. Yeah. It really brings out this man, elementary but foundational thing that we have to remember: mm-hmm. is this need versus want? Mm. And like that's a life lesson thing, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. But this in our faith is not, like, it's almost even more elementary Uh because Jesus is all Uh that we need. Uh It's not like at home where you're like, no, you need water, you want juice. Uh It's like, I mean, but it is Uh similar to that. But this boils down to, in your faith, down to one thing. You need Jesus. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think in in the space, in the corporate space where, you know, I might be, Man, I might be struggling with something. My faith might be um, at an all-time low, oh, yeah. or I'm just here because I'm here, but I'm not really here because my mind is elsewhere. And and then Caleb, you might be in an entirely different space yes. where where the place that you're singing from, like, yeah, you, Jesus is all that you need, and you know it, and you feel it, and like the confidence in which you sing it has, like, I I'm I'm standing next to you, I can hear it, like, for sure, that has a uh, an inspiring yeah. impact. It's on, edifying on me.
1: That's what the, that's what Colossians and Ephesians uh-huh. is saying, teaching and admonishing one another. I think some translations use the word edifying. Yeah. That's what yeah. that is. Yeah. So, and like, here's the other part about this need verse one thing. The Lord knows what we need. Uh-huh. We need him. Uh-huh. We also need physical sustenance but he helps us see the boundaries of everything else in the realm of wants mm-hmm. versus need. But our vision of that's going to be blurry mm-hmm. until we're just fully satisfied in mm-hmm. him. Um, that's when you gain clarity mm. then mm-hmm. on the rest of need. Yeah. Verse one. That's really good. And I, you know, that's, there's that Piper quote, um, most glorified in us, God's most, we're glorified most satisfied we're, in we're him. Most satisfied in him. Yeah. And so, Like, I think there's something in there too for this, but that's, I mean, I just love how this chorus, like the bridge just kind of brings us back home. Yep. Where we're in the chorus, we're saying there's honey in the rock, Uh like sustenance where it's least expected, water in the stone, same thing, manna on the ground, same thing. Uh No matter where I go, like you were saying, Uh even as they're traveling,
0: Uh
1: um, I don't need to worry now that I know everything you've, Everything I need you've got mm-hmm. there's honey in the rock, and then later on, like I was saying, mm-hmm. it says those things, I keep praying, you keep moving, I keep praising, you keep proving I have all that I need, you are all that I need, yeah just brings it to that landing point so yeah, yeah. and
0: and I think too, again, like it's quoting these songs of the Old Testament people of God and and so many of the psalms do this where they are. They're reminding themselves of their history. They're reminding themselves of when God provided in different spaces. So that in whatever situation they're in now, it's like, hey, remember, regardless of where you went, God provided in that space in a way that was unexpected. Oh, he's going to do that here too. Yes. So that's great. Caleb, thank you so much. This is a great great conversation. Love just unpacking these. Looking forward to having more of these uh, Mm -hmm. on the horizon. Uh, Church, thank you so much just for listening, uh, for tuning in. Um, If you have a song that you'd love to hear unpacked a little bit. Yeah. Yeah shoot us an email podcast at calvary.church or if you are watching this on youtube throw it in the in the chat uh, in the comment section Uh, if you're listening uh, i invite you to subscribe so that whenever we do have more bonus episodes like this in the future you don't miss them uh, miss them out but um, all of that go in grace and peace Uh, thank you church for being a church that is singing uh, along with us uh, the praises and the glory of god thanks for listening to the deep dive a calvary church media productions podcast Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.